Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So here we are at the very end of 2021. Maybe you've already started to set goals for 2022. I know I have, and one of them is to experience more pleasure in the new year. Now, pleasure isn't just about having sex, it's about feeling good in your body. But you know, sex is pleasurable for me, and I want to keep feeling good in my sex life in 2022. If you have that same desire, check out Dame. Dame makes exceptional tools designed for your sexual wellness, and they've got something for everyone and everybody. I've been loving exploring their Fin Vibe. It's got a nice little buzz and fits perfectly in my fingers. If you want to explore your pleasure, go to dameproducts.com and use my code Evian10 for 10% off. And here's to 2022 being a more pleasurable year for us all. Hey, welcome to Sensual Self. I'm Evian Whitney, and this is a space for you to slow down, tune in, heal, and feel the sensations and pleasures of your sensual body. Thank you for being here. Hello, everybody. How are you today? I am sitting here in my husband's office. It is raining buckets outside, so you can probably hear that (laughs) through the microphone. I wanted to come on and pop into your ears today to talk about a couple of things. I'm feeling in a very reflective, cozy mood. I think it's because of the weather. And uh, yeah, you know, we're about to start a new year, and I figured it would be a good time for me to come into your feed just once more before we get into 2022. And like, can we talk about that for a second? Yo, it's about to be 2022. 2022, 
first of all, (laughs) that feels really weird coming out of my mouth. And also, why does it feel like it was just yesterday that I was sitting down writing my intentions for 2021? And here we are. A whole nother year is upon us. Ah, geez, I've been having a lot of feels about the passing of time recently because I just celebrated my 14th wedding anniversary a couple of days ago, and it's such a trip. I don't really think about how much time is going by on a day-to-day because, you know, I'm in it, living my life, doing the things, (laughs) trying to stay sane in this frenetic, hectic, wild world we're living in. Uh, It's only when I sit down to look at photos from 14 years ago like what I did a couple of days ago in honor of my anniversary. And that's when it really hits me like, oh, wow, 14 whole years have passed. I am old. (laughs) Well, not old, but you know what I mean. I'm not 20 anymore. And I'm noticing all the ways my face has changed in those years and also the things that have stayed the same. Like I still don't have a fat ass, (laughs) even though I've tried for years to grow one organically. Oh man. Anyway, anyway, what I'm trying to say in a long winded way is that time is weird and what a trip it is to be on the brink of a whole new year. Speaking of time, I've been reflecting a lot on 2021 as a whole these past few days, and I've been thinking about everything that has transpired this year. Uh, There are a lot of high highs for me, like reuniting with my partner after a year apart, coming out as asexual, which actually was really joyful for me. I know it doesn't sound like it would be, but coming out as ace was pretty joyful, Um, another high, high getting to see my mom and sister in person after nearly two years of not seeing them because of COVID and, you know, distance. Oh, and also, also my book was released this year. That was a massive high, high and something I will never forget. I think that's actually what made 2021 feel so special because of having that experience. There were also some very low lows. Um, I lost my dog of 15 years this year and also my last living grandparent. I was harmed by some folks in the wellness community that really rocked my world. And I also went through a really traumatic friendship breakup that I'm still processing and healing from. There's a lot that I haven't totally processed about 2021, partially because those low lows took up a lot of space in my mind and my body, but also because so much happened this year and things were moving really, really fast. I've been really wanting to sit down and walk down memory lane and sort through all of the events and complexities of 2021. And not just the hard stuff. I feel like those things get a lot of my focus already. I want to talk about some lighter stuff, you know, like I want to talk about my favorite memories, my favorite moments, the things that gave me a lot of joy this year, the ways I surprised myself this year. 
And that's actually why I'm popping in your feed today. I know typically this isn't the week or the day that I come out with a new episode, but I wanted to share some of my 2021 reflections with you. Uh, a little backstory. Each year for the last eight years or so, I release a digital workbook called Review, Reflect, Release. It is filled with prompts to help us look back, look through, and let go of 2021 so we can come into 2022 with clarity and intention. And uh, I've gone through this workbook and I've pulled a handful of questions from the book so that I can reflect with you in real time. I picked these prompts really randomly, and my answers are going to be on the fly as I read them. So um, please forgive me (laughs) if I say anything weird or goofy in the next few minutes. Okay, so first question. Um, Name five words to describe your relationship with your body this year. Um... Unthawing, softening, honoring, decolonizing, and becoming. Yeah, those are my five words. Okay, next question. How I pleasured my body this year. Well, gosh, there are so many ways I pleasured my body. Um, I ate a lot of pastries this year. Um... I pleasured my body also by giving it more breath this year. I did a breath work training course and it was really transformational, not just because it helped me become, I think, a better facilitator in different ways, uh, but it helped connect me to my body and my breath in ways that I just haven't been. And that connection was really pleasurable for me, so... Oh my gosh, there's so much more, but I will stop there. Those are the ways that I pleasured my body this year. My favorite meal of 2021. Oh man, I love cooking. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's a really great way for me to connect to my sensual body. So I cooked a lot of really good meals this year, but I'm not going to give myself that credit. I'm actually going to give the credit to uh, Happy Family. It's this restaurant in Montebello, California. Uh, They make these really beautiful, yummy, delicious, traditional dishes um, that, you know, you would find in any Chinese restaurant, but they're all vegan. They're all vegetarian. So like you can get beef of broccoli and the beef is like tofu and it tastes, oh my God, it tastes so good. I don't know what they do over there, but like the texture, the flavors, the seasonings, I think we've eaten there like four times already, um, within the last couple of months, (laughs) we go there a lot. It's so delicious. So yeah, that has been my favorite meal. I actually just had that yesterday, uh, as leftovers from my anniversary. So there's that a song I couldn't stop playing in 2021 Man, I listened to a lot of music this year. Um, I can't, I can't think of like any particular songs, but I can name some albums that were on heavy rotation for me. Um, first one that comes to mind is uh, "Rare Pleasure" by Mind Song. Uh, love him, love his music. This album was incredible. 
uh, really, really loved. I'm still like really listening to Tame Impala's latest album. Uh, we saw them in concert a few months ago and that was really fun. Um, let's see who else was I playing? You know, I was playing a lot of like spiritual jazz. There was this period in the seventies where the jazz that they were coming out with back then was just so transcendental and, um, man, it was incredible. Like I'm thinking about like, um, Lonnie Liston Smith. I'm thinking about Pharaoh Sanders, Alice Coltrane, um, Yusef Latif, like these folks that just play this music from this place of, I don't know, just like being divinely connected to ancestors and the divine and like the deep core of the earth. I don't know. I've just, anytime I'm in a space of, um, needing to get back into my body or turn off my brain, I put on some of that music. Actually, speaking of, Pharaoh Sanders came out with a really great album this year. Uh, he partnered with Floating Points and whoo, I'm going to, oh my God, listen to that album. Please listen to that album. And like, don't pick a song, actually put the whole album on and just like put it in your ears and just have that be the only thing that you experience. Um, I've listened to that album many times in the bath while I was a little high and I had some, I had some downloads come through, um, from my ancestors it was really powerful. So anyway, I could talk about music forever. I love, love, love music. In my previous life, I'm pretty sure I was a DJ if I wasn't actually a musician. So I will stop there. I will stop there. Okay. My favorite trip in 2021. My favorite was this trip that I took to Joshua Tree by myself. I did a solo trip. I stayed there for three nights and... um it was magical. It was magical. I love traveling alone. Um, folks who have listened to the podcast know that it is through traveling alone that I got this itch to want to experiment with living apart from my partner. And uh, yeah, that trip was the first time that I had been by myself without anyone else around since he moved in. So it was really lovely. I really enjoy being out in the desert. There's something very special about Joshua Tree for me, particularly because, you know, I grew up in the desert. So it lights up a lot of um, sensory pleasures and memories for me. So yeah, that was my favorite. That was my favorite trip. My favorite memory of 2021. Um, gosh, there's so many, so, so many. I mean, what immediately popped into mind was uh, the moment that I saw my book, like the finished final version of my book for the first time. That was a special moment. I will never forget that. I was so excited and jazzed and overjoyed and overwhelmed. So that's a good memory from 2021. Another memory is the experience that I had of seeing my mom and my sister in person uh, for the first time in two years and just being able to embrace them. It's making me a little emotional thinking about it because I miss them both so, so much. And, um, you know, I, I kind of had a rocky, a rocky period with my sister over the last year. And so this was the first time that we were seeing each other in person. And also the first time that we were seeing each other since we sort of reconnected after having this, this period of, um, disconnection, I guess. And, um, 
that was really special spending time with them, being able to embrace them. Like I remember when I saw my mom for the first time, I just kept looking at her and being like, you're real, you're real. Like I can touch you. And I just remember like holding her hand and just enjoying the laughter from my sister. And yeah, it was beautiful. So those are, those are my favorite memories. Yeah. Favorite podcast episode. There are so many great episodes that we put out this year. Shout out to my producer Tribble for helping make this happen. I loved the episode where I spoke with Adrienne Marie Brown. That is definitely a massive highlight for me. Loved um, the conversation I had with Angela Chen about asexuality. I remember listening to that podcast episode a few times because, you know, I was in the editing process and also I just really wanted to get back into um, that conversation because it was so good. It was so rich. Another one that I loved, loved, loved was the one with um, Dana Lynn Knuckles. This is my podcast. I don't even know the the episode numbers. I should know. I should know by now, but I don't. Um, but yes, the one about decolonizing gender, another fave of mine, something that I will frequently listen to uh, because there's just so many gems and I learn something new about myself, about my gender identity every time I listen to it. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, shameless plug, please do. They're excellent. And they're a really great way to get you started on this journey of connecting to your body, connecting to your sensuality and connecting to your sexuality, if that's a thing for you. Okay. Next one. Finish this sentence. I spent too much money on bucket hats. I spent way too much money on bucket hats this year. So much money. Um, Yeah, I would say bucket hats and probably pastries. Yeah. And I'm I'm not ashamed of that. Listen, I love my bucket hat game. I'm so happy that bucket hats have come back into fashion because they're so fun. They're so fun. Um, Okay, next question. The things I did to cope for better or worse... I watched way too much trashy reality television, and I'm not necessarily saying that as a bad thing. I think that it's sometimes okay to escape and dissociate a little bit from your world and the reality, um, as long as you're doing it with intention. And there are some times when I did not do it with intention. So watched a lot of reality television, lots of Love Island, lots of Married at First Sight, Australia, uh, My Guilty Pleasures. Other ways that I coped, I mean, I have a really bad habit of overworking when I'm stressed. Uh, It's a thing that I do to try to calm my anxious brain. And so when I had moments of stress, anxiety, um, sadness even, I just threw myself into work. And that was the way that I coped, I think, through a lot of these losses and the fears that came up um, around those losses. And, you know, I'm just going to be honest and say, and this is something that I've talked about on the podcast before, like I cope by shutting down. (laughs) I cope by walling myself off and, and closing off my emotions. And that is something that I am trying to get better about. That's something I'm trying to soften and repattern because it's a trauma response. That is definitely, all of this is a trauma response for the record. Okay. Next question. What I need to forgive myself for. Mm. 
as a Virgo, <laughs> and I know most astrological signs are very hard on, on themselves, but I feel like Virgos beat themselves up in a particularly harsh way. So this is a question that's always difficult for me to answer because I'm like, am I worthy of forgiveness? The answer to, to that is yes, of course, but you know, you know how it is. Um, you know, I need to forgive myself for all the ways that I think that I fell short this year. I have very high expectations about myself. I have very uh, high standards for excellence when it comes to myself. And it's very easy for me to think about the things that I could have done better, um, the projects that I could have shown up for better. I, I feel like I need to forgive myself for that. Like, I feel like I need to let myself off the hook and give myself a break and also just like celebrate the ways that I showed up, even in the face of a lot of you know, fear and wildness and like, you know, just this year was really, it was a lot, you know what I mean? So yeah, I need to forgive myself for that. And I need to, I need to let myself off the hook. That is a practice that I will definitely be doing more of in 2022. And the last question, in spite of all of the challenges of 2021, I am grateful for, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my partner, Jonathan, who has been such a rock and an anchor for me this year as I was moving through so much change and so much excitement and growth. I am grateful for my ancestors. They really showed up for me and held it down for me this year in some big, big ways that um, I want them to know doesn't go unnoticed. And I'm grateful for all of you. Is that okay to say? I know that's like really cheesy and, you know, maybe expected, but I really am. I'm really grateful for you. I'm grateful for every single person who listens to this podcast. I'm grateful for every single person who is listening to my voice right now. Um, Yes. Thank you. Thank you for all of the support that you all have shown me this year. Thank you for sticking with me and um, listening to me and, and supporting all the endeavors and projects that I've had. I really, really appreciate you. It goes beyond words, honestly, um, how much it means to me. So thank you. And thank you for letting me share a little bit of this with you. Um, like I said, this was very on the fly. I really wanted to take some time to reflect and, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for listening. And you know what? Like, <laughs> I know that this is only the tip of the iceberg. I know that there are plenty more things to reflect on regarding 2021. And I'm looking forward to doing some of that reflection and I'm looking forward to doing my end of the year rituals. And some of those involve cleaning my house, refreshing my altars, a lot of journaling, and uh, I will be burning things. I will be burning things. One of my favorite things to do is a releasing ritual where I write down all the things I want to let go of from the year, and then I light it on fire. <laughs> and listen, there's nothing more cathartic than watching all the things you want to release burn to a crisp. Love that experience. The rituals that I do at the end of the year feel really special for me because of the space I create to do it. 
it also feels kind of mandatory. I mean, I guess you could say I'm a little superstitious in that I feel that in order for me to step fully into the magic and splendor and healing potential of the new year, I have to review, reflect on, and release all of the old year's junk and gunk, all of the triumphs and bright spots, and also all the things that maybe I don't want to bring with me into this new chapter. For me, it's about showing up to the new year on purpose. And to do that, I need to cut ties with the old year to make sure I'm not hanging on to anything physically, emotionally, spiritually that could potentially inhibit that. And that's why I create my workbook, review, reflect, release each year so that you can be guided to make your own rituals of reflection as well. This digital workbook has more than 60 pages of questions to help you review 2021 based on certain sections of your life, like the relationship you have with your body, the relationships you had with other people, the things you did in 2021 that you're proud of, and the things you wish never would have happened. I also have a section in there to help you grieve and mourn and rage some of the fuck shit (laughs) that went on over the year. And when you have all that written down, I guide you through how to do a releasing ritual to help you literally let go and burn to ash all the things that you don't want to carry with you into the new year. There's a guided meditation, some quotes and poetry to get you inspired. I have some sections for you to make soulful intentions for 2022. I even made a playlist for you to listen to as you explore the prompts in this workbook. And my playlists are fire, y'all. Like I said before, I probably was a DJ in my previous life. I love making playlists. They're so fun. Then the best part about this workbook is that you don't even have to print it. You can fill this out right on your device, on your computer, your tablet, even your phone. I love this book. I love creating it for folks. And apparently a lot of you like it too, because (laughs) in the last couple of weeks, as I was releasing Sensual Self, people were like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Sensual Self seems great, but um." are you going to be releasing your year in workbook this year? Please tell me and thanks. (laughs) Like I'm serious. I've gotten about a dozen emails and DMs from folks asking me if this was coming out again this year. Uh, I think it's gotten a little bit of a cult following, which is kind of cool, kind of interesting. Anyway, if you're interested in doing some end of the year reflections and explore all of the nuances and complications and celebrations of 2021 before you roll over into 2022, check out my workbook, Review, Reflect, Release. I will put the link in the show notes for that to buy. Or if it's easier, you can just type in this URL. It is evianwhitney.com slash RRR hyphen workbook. And listen, I want to say this for the record. It is okay if all you did in 2021 was survive. It is okay if 2021 wasn't a year of accomplishments or goal achievement for you. And it's also okay if the thought of sitting down and going through these last 365 days feels off-putting. 
I know that for a lot of folks, these kinds of practices can create feelings of tension or dread or overwhelm. And also the whole Gregorian calendar system is a scam. And the notion of December 31st somehow being the last day of the year is a colonized construct. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that it's totally okay if reviewing the year is not your thing. What I will say, and what I'd like to encourage you to do if it resonates, is make a little time to acknowledge your growth and the way you existed this year. Not necessarily from a tracking your goals and achievements perspective, which by the way, my workbook is not like that because I honestly hate that shit, (laughs) but more so from a place of like, I was here and this is what I learned or what I healed or how I honored myself to get to this point. You can do this from a place of celebration or from a neutral place. You don't have to do it at all. I just think it's really powerful to sit with yourself and process in this way and not just process, but to use the information that you gather from these reflections to help inform the ways that you will stay in union with yourself in the following days, because that's important. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons I love this review ritual so much. What gets uncovered from it helps paint a graphic picture of the person I was, the habits I hold, the ways I disconnect from myself. And having that picture gives me a kind of blueprint for the ways I want to move in the next year, the things that I need to change, the stuff I need to prioritize in order to feel good in my body, things like that. I don't do this kind of practice for funsies, although it can be fun. I do it to learn about myself and to have that knowledge guide my steps toward liberation and healing. That's why self-reflection is so powerful and why I create so many damn books about it. When we do it with intention, we get these flashes of clarity about ourselves and that clarity can help us become more fully actualized and dismantle any aspects of ourselves that aren't in alignment. So yeah, no pressure at all to do any kind of year-end reviewing, but I hope that you will at least carve out some time to connect to who you were over the last year and maybe think about who you want to be sensually or sexually in the year to come. Well, my friends, that's all I have for you today. That's actually a lot more than I wanted to share, but... I'm happy about it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me in your ears today. And thank you for tuning into my work and my words each week on this podcast. I really appreciate your presence and your listenership and your support. It's such a pleasure to do this podcast for you all. And I'm looking forward to the ways we'll grow and learn together in 2022. All right, y'all. I will see you in the new year. Take good care of yourselves and we'll talk soon. Sensual Self is created and hosted by me, Evian Whitney. It is edited by myself and Tribble. 
Music is by Melody Symphony from his song, Just Healing. For show notes, transcripts, and resources for your sensuality, go to evianwhitney.com slash podcast. You can also follow the show on Instagram at sensual.self. I'm on Instagram at evian.whitney, and you can check out evianwhitney.com to find out more about me and my work. Also, check out my book, Sensual Self, Prompts and Practices for Getting in Touch with Your Body. You can find that wherever you find books. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you in the next one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.